back to Minds of Metal, my name is Daria And I'm Laz And today we're here to discuss with you a new single by Metallica called Screaming Suicide That's right, yeah, Metallica released another new song from their upcoming album 72 Seasons which comes out on April 14th And we're here to analyse, dissect and discuss uh, the latest single called Screaming Suicide I don't know if you'll agree with me, but straight away from the intro and from the kind of main groove that I get from the song, I feel speed metal vibes. I feel like, as we said in Luxaturna video, that they are trying to go back to their roots and maybe this is what they're trying to portray in this upcoming album. Yeah, I agree with that. I think the energy's there. I mean, it's not as fast as Luxaturna, but it does still have that pace and energy. Um, one thing I found interesting is the note choices. So we mentioned in Lux Eterna that the song Lux Eterna, the main riff of that, it almost sounded like the main riff of Seek and Destroy. And those two riffs, include, and this one, Screaming Suicide, so three riffs, Seek and Destroy, Lux Eterna and Screaming Suicide. The note choices in it, they're almost, I don't want to use the word bluesy because they're not bluesy, but they're not minor or dissonant or heavy. They're not typical metal notes. Do you know what I mean by that? It's I'm almost sing it's almost pleasant to listen yeah. to. And my initial thought on this is actually I hear quite a bit of glam metal influence. Okay. I hear a riff that maybe Motley Crue might produce, Def Leppard, Kiss, Van Halen. And the reason I think this is interesting is because a question that I had after listening to Screaming Suicide is in 1983 when Metallica invented speed metal with Kill 'em All they had two directions to go in. Mm -hmm. we, we, I think we're all very happy with the direction they chose to go in, pioneering and innovating thrash metal. But the other thing that was happening in the early 80s is glam and hair metal was, was becoming really popular in the United States. I'm wondering if this is the music we would have seen if Metallica had not gone the thrashy <laughs> route, but instead would have gone like the glam hair metal route. Because it is lighter. It is lighter and it's in note choice, don't you think? I mean, the drums are heavier, the, the, the tone is still heavy metal, but the notes chosen, I think, portray a much lighter version of heavy metal than, for example, what we got in Master of Puppets or Ride the Lightning. See, I actually, I look at it. So, okay, just a little side note. So, if you've been watching us for a while, you know that Laz is very... He dissects everything. He goes into theory, like music theory, which is, like, really great. I take it as a whole sort of, you know, like, how do I hear it? What do I hear? What kind of groove is it? Like, what am I feeling and stuff? And I didn't necessarily hear what you're saying. Yeah, that's fine. We all take things differently yeah. from each song. I didn't necessarily hear that, but now you said that, it made me think, like, oh, okay, yeah, I can see that. But I'm, really I'm, not, I'm not saying it's a hair metal track or no, a glam no, no, metal no. track. I'm saying that with the heaviness we heard in their first four albums, then, you know, a lot of people online are comparing this song. They're saying it could have been a leftover from the load or reload period, oh, okay. which I don't agree with because I find load and reload quite... It's not produced. It's mm. it's left alone. It is garage metal. It's it's like it's, it's simpler yeah. riffs, easier production. It sounds like a band playing in their garage, whereas Screaming Suicide, I feel it is quite produced and polished, which I'm fine with. Mm. I think it has the sound, the feel, the production value of their previous two albums, Death Magnetic and Hardwired. 
I think it has the energy, pace and feeling of their first album, Kill 'Em All. But like, as I said two minutes ago, I just feel like this is a direction we've never seen Metallica go in because I like, you know, the riffs are simple. The vocal melodies are simple. Yeah. In Load, it wasn't that simple. In Load, they often sort of just had one vocals. Um, well, there's some, some harmonies throughout, but I don't know. This just feels different to me. It doesn't feel like a Load or Reload no. song to me. It feels like a leftover from Kill 'Em All that they would have put on the next album if they had not gone down the thrash metal route. And I know these are these are really crazy sort of scenarios that I'm setting up here, but this is just where my mind goes and where I sort of see this being placed in Metallica's history. No, it's really interesting because <clears throat> I don't see it as load or reload leftover at it's, all. But loads of people are saying it. Yeah, that's, that's really interesting. And I wonder funny. why they think that. Yeah. And I really would love to hear some thoughts so guys if you like if you have any videos you suggest for us to check out please like leave your links below or, or tell us why yeah, you think it's us, like load please, or reload let's discuss this but i actually you know i always always listen to the groove i know it sounds ridiculous but do you know what i mean it's like what do i feel like do i want to what yeah. do i want to like what what does this make me like do and headbang and this that the other so on that note i think it's the drum groove itself is very not Master of Puppets album, but Master of Puppets song in places. It is heavy metal. The, yeah. the, the thing is, but the, 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 <laughs> the discussion with Load and Reload is, was it just a hard rock album? Was it garage oh, anyway. rock? Was it heavy garage rock? Okay. I think there's discussions to be had about that. But this to me is metal. But it is a lighter form of metal than what we got from them in the 80s, which is why I mentioned that stuff about the glam and hair metal. I love how you just like, it's heavy metal. Yeah. <laughs> Believe yeah. it or not, on minds yeah. of metal. I mean, yeah. Uh, but, and do you know what, I thought as well that it was quite instrumentally centred as well. There was a lot of things going on, mm. although quite repetitive. That's what I was going to add. It's not overly complicated. No. I mean, if you listen to any so any of the long songs from Ride the Lightning, Master of Puppets and Justice for All, you get riff after riff. One riff finishes, a new riff comes in, a tempo change, a time signature mm -hmm. change. And then they go and they do another riff, followed by a heavy this and a heavy... This is just a few riffs. And yeah. that's what I like about it, because it, it has the simplicity of Kill 'em All. Kill 'em All didn't do that. Kill 'em All didn't go riff to riff to riff. It kind of had a main riff, verse, chorus, verse, chorus, solo, maybe a couple of other riffs, ending. This is why I'm really likening it to Kill 'em yeah. All. This is what I mean by that. Yeah. That it's it's just simplicity, but done so well. And this is what I meant by instrumentally centered. Mm. Probably not what you guys thought I meant, but this is what I mean. <laughs> it's really, really good. And. Uh, I, you know what, I just noticed that because you're a bass player and I, I just, I love listening to bass and I listen to bass way more than guitars and stuff. And uh, just before the solo, I heard bass going like up an octave and doing like this higher notes for a bit. And you know, that really sort of changed the harmony structure for me. Yeah. And I really like that. Not that it hasn't been done before. It's been done before millions of times, but I just thought I'd mention I quite like that. Well, bass and heavy metal was quite an, a hard thing. You know, when I studied bass for like four years at degree level, I floated away from metal because although there's a lot of fantastic metal bass players out there, heavy metal as a genre isn't great for bass in that sense. You know, for bass, you yeah. want to go and check out funk and jazz and stuff like that because that's where the bass guitar thrives. 
But like you said, adding elements like this to it with Rob Trujillo, even just doing something simple like going up an octave, it really does, as you said, change the dynamic and the base of the harmony. Although the notes are the same because he's only gone up an octave, it changes what we call the voicing. Um, yeah. um, do you want to explain voicing of a chord quickly? It's just, imagine just playing a chord on the piano with three notes, but you yeah. can change the voicing if you take this note, play exactly the same note, but down an octave, or take this note and play the same note up an octave. Yeah. You've got a chord, same three notes, but the notes being played here, here and here instead of condensed. And that's what voicing is, because you're changing how the lowest note you hear sounds and how the highest note you hear sounds. So though it's a tiny detail, it does actually make a huge difference mm -hmm. to what we're hearing. And yeah, I know, I agree with you. I think that does, it's a tiny detail that actually makes quite a significant change. Yeah, and I think also like, we've got a very distinctive James Hetfield vocal phrasing. He has been so Simple. like true to it and he's so recognizable. You know, you know when he sings. Yeah. Although I have to say, I feel like there's different production of his voice in this album. Yeah. Um, the, this... bit, it feels a little different. But I'm not I sure I've that. back to yet. And I'm not, I don't love it at the moment. Um, I like the song. I think the song's cool. But you're right, in terms of James's vocals, it hasn't quite hit yet for me the way that Death Magnetic did. Um, mm -hmm. I'm not sure okay. why. Again, I'm, I, I'm not even to put my finger on it. But listen, overall, I think it's a good track and it's a nice, uh, it's a nice sort of change from Lux Eterna because Lux Eterna was short, fast and sweet. This is kind of longer, still fast, but it has more to it, more sections, more places it goes. Okay, so now moving on to the lyrics, which I think, you know, we need to address because the song title Screaming Suicide is a sort of yeah. <laughs> a big enough deal to try and address. A few months ago in Brazil, um, James Hetfield was on stage and he came out and I think, if I'm not mistaken, he, he was crying on stage because he, he, he was warming up for the gig the day before and he realised that his hands weren't as fast as they used to be and he was struggling to play the notes and to rehearse and get ready for the gig. So he came out and he spoke to the audience. He said, listen guys, thank you so much for being part of the Metallica family. I had a really bad day yesterday. And that's the important part is people, you know, male figures. Before I go yeah. there, I'll just say that, you know, there's a thing over the last few years about uh, male mental health because the idea of a man stereotypically is that a man's got to be brave and strong and this and that. But actually, it's OK for men to show that they're vulnerable and that they're hurting inside. And for a man like James Hetfield to come out and say, I am not OK, is fantastic. Yeah. And it does so, you know, imagine a little... Uh, uh, 10 to 15 year old boy in that crowd who is depressed and who is not happy with life and he's looking up at his idol and his idol says to him i'm not good today today is a bad day what can that boy take from that message and saying do you know what i can do i'm going to talk to someone i'm going to get help yeah. and my point about this is that i feel like hetfield now i don't want to at all say hetfield is suicidal and that's why he's written these lyrics but I think you can kind of make the link that maybe Hetfield hasn't been in the best place mentally over the last year or so. Maybe he has considered suicide. It's a horrible thought, but I'm just trying, I'm just putting well, two look, and two together and seeing what I can come out with. He said something about it, didn't he? He said, the intention is to communicate about the darkness we feel inside. It's ridiculous to think we should deny that we have these thoughts. At one point or another, I believe most people have thought about it. To face it is to speak the unspoken. Brilliant. I, I didn't read that. That's fantastic. Yeah. Yeah. Great. Was, think, that, was that talking about these lyrics? Yeah. yeah, yeah. Brilliant. Yeah. 
there's there's sections of the lyrics. I mean, all of them you can read into and take something from. But I've just got a few lines that I really like. The first one is in the first verse, and it it just comes and it says, "Are you good enough?" And mm. Again, you know, relate that back to what I was saying about Hetfield in Brazil. Yeah. His his head is asking himself, "Are you good enough to go and do this gig?" Imagine the amount of pressure he feels yeah. as well, being in the biggest metal yeah. band in the world. It's like it's, and then, it's a big deal, right? Yeah, and then the second verse, you get the response to that, which says, "You are good enough." Throwing down a rope, a lifeline of hope, never give you up. And I love mm. that that ends a message of positivity because we are allowed to be upset. We are allowed to go through and have bad, dark days. But to come out the other side and to know that for most people, you have friends available, you have family available, you have a lifeline of hope and never give up because of that. I think it's a good message. Very strong um, message. Yeah. Very. And I think for such a huge band to do a song about something so important, it's yeah. going to make such an impact. You're right. And it's it's fantastic. It's like hats off to them for that. Honestly. You're right about that. Yeah. It's, um, it's not an easy thing to do as well, is it? To admit that, you know, I mean, because the problem imagine. with people of his level of fame is that you get people turn around and say, oh, how can you be depressed? Yeah. Look how rich you are. You get to tour. But, you know, if James Hetfield's life is playing the guitar and his arms are struggling to play it, well, of course oh, yeah. he's got a right to be upset. You know, that his livelihood is at risk if he can't play the guitar fast enough. So big kudos to James for writing his lyrics. I'm not sure. I think they are. I think he's the primary lyricist anyway. But huge kudos to James and Metallica for releasing a song of this magnitude lyrically to discuss yeah. issues that we are facing in this in this world today. And actually, I really can't wait to see what they're going to bring with the album now. Now that we really go deep into it and not just look at the music, which is obviously awesome and everything, but it is important to look at the message. Yeah, and if each song has a different message, yeah. you know. What was the... Um, of Lutzer Turner, there was nothing sort of deep in those lyrics, was it? it was just I kind don't of, think so. I'm, I'm just trying to remember. The one thing I remember is full speed or nothing, full, full speed, speed or, or nothing. nothing. Yes. Which is why I thought they were going <laughs> to kind of reignite this speed metal thing. And so far, it seems like we've got it. Going yeah. back to what I said at the start, um, looking ahead to the new album, wondering what it has in store. So far for me, we have heard two songs that, in my opinion have the speed metal energy and pace, but I'm feeling that the note choices are kind of leaning towards glam and hair metal. I did mention this earlier, so I'm not going to go over it again, but the, the importance I think of this is that Metallica are a brand. Metallica are a household name. Yeah. Whether you like Metallica or not, I believe you could go to every household in your country and say, have you heard of Metallica? And they'll go, yeah, I don't know the music, but I know of them. Okay. They headlined Glastonbury in England a few years ago and people I knew who, didn't, who don't listen to heavy metal went and saw them. And I wonder if this accessibility that they're bringing to their music is going to be the biggest part of this album. And I wonder if Metallica, can they go a step higher, a level further than what they're already at? Because they are already, um, yeah. sorry, they are already the biggest metal band in the world can they now become one of the biggest bands in the world by releasing an accessible album that is still heavy metal but can be enjoyed by everyone? I see what you're saying, but I actually think they're already one of the biggest bands in the world. Yes, but I not do. everyone likes their music. No, of course not. Right, um, that's what I mean. So that every metal fan mostly likes their music, but now I wonder if this album is going to make the average Joe who loves pop music like them. 
And yeah. that's what I hope. Okay. That's why I hope for them. You know, I wish them all the best. Yeah, and I know that they've been attracting new audience, which is great with their appearance in Stranger Things. Yes, yeah, well, yeah. Which is well. really great. One of our viewers said that um, they were, you know, they went back and listened to Metallica, although they yeah. never really, you know, fancied their music. But yeah. after, you know, listening to them in Stranger Things, uh, yeah, youngsters are listening to them too, which is pretty great. Long may it continue. Thank you so much for being with us here today. I hope you enjoyed our discussion. Please leave your comments below. Let's talk about it more. That's right, yeah. Please hit like, subscribe, share with a Metallica fan, share with a metal fan. Uh, thanks for joining us again today. Have a metal day. Have a lovely day. See you soon.